round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, and joining me, as always, playing Tacoma the Dome... <laughs> To comb the dome, <laughs> to comb the dome, the barbarian uh, home, a barbarian, <laughs> Abdulaziz. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> and playing Ving, the half elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello, everybody. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello, everyone. When last we left our heroes, uh, things weren't great. They had just left their friend slash. Question mark, question mark, question mark, Allison, the succubus, with Ruby Tunesday of the Crystal Bay Pirates. As part of their agreement in which the pirates would get Allison out of town. And what started off as a as a way of helping a friend ended with a way of getting rid of a not friend. And how's everybody feeling about that? Uh Tuck is very hurt his feelings are really hurt mm-hmm. and he's dealing with it like a child which is <laughs> by just telling everyone that his feelings are hurt and pouting <laughs> how's ving feeling about it he is very guarded of tuck and also comforting billy because billy's feeling the loss of a slightly babysittery vibe yeah how's billy feeling about it yeah he feels the loss of allison and he is sad because he feels like we abandoned her um and like gave her up and he just really Thinks the best of everyone. Mm-hmm. He's like, they didn't see what I saw in her. Other things that happened. The body of Rebecca, the concierge, was found drowned in the hotel room. From the inside out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mysteries abound in a bone dry room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Perel dealt with the body by magically transmuting it slowly <laughs> through the mattress. Freddy Krueger style. Yeah, pretty gross. Freddy Prince Jr. style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mir set up a meeting with Jaunter of the Dassam Creek Theater Society and a mender, apparently, uh, at a library soonish, mm-hmm. where you're all supposed to meet him. And Perel went off to meet Mir's and also get some clothes. And give him backup while he waits for us to show up to the meeting. Yeah, exactly. So that's sort of your next... The next thing on your docket is go meet Mir's and Perel and Jaunter. And try and figure out what the fuck is Jaunter yeah. doing? What's his deal? Yeah. Oh, and, and Ving got his crystals under control. Yes, and he, now we can hide them like a, a tummy symbol, like a, a symbol on his chest is in the form of an amethyst. And how we did well, it's it. Well, it's a geo-style cave in cave your chest, in chest, which is yeah. kind of body horror-y. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. But also, it, we said he, it also like was, the tra- it traced the lines of your scars, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, like, you've got your normal hands back, but you've got, like, these veins of, like, crystal? Is that what it is? Like yeah. A, like a ribbon, like a vein within the rock. Wow. Yeah. 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 But it's very fluid because it's become one with his skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in full control. So I think we decided that, or at least something that I am comfortable with, is that 
with your shapeshift move, you can decide to use that hold to create like objects. Sweet. And young Billy had a dream into his own past where it was implied that he may have had a hand in uh, knitting the Wittershins and the Sunwise Rivers together. Well, it wasn't implied. I expressly <laughs> said it. And I, I was the only one who knit them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. I'm just saying that the memories of an amnesiac fairy. Who knows? No, that is what happened. Yeah. Billy <laughs> knitted the rivers together an untold num- uh, amount of years ago. But who else might have been there? Who can say? In the shadows. Who's that? <laughs> it's Jack Spratt, who eats no fat, and his wife, who eats no lean. <laughs> <laughs> Two new characters I've decided to introduce. Fat and lean? Yeah, a fat person and a lean person. Hi, what's up? Well. We're fat and lean, and this is an original song. We don't play instruments. We just make noises. Thanks for Fat and Lean. And uh, everybody in the Cornetta. Fat and Lean is playing. Yeah. <laughs> On a small stage, people clap and Fat and Lean get off stage. So something that happens as you're coming up the beach from the Crystal Bay Pirates hideout is into the main square of Crystal Bay, where the Coronetta main celebration is happening. You ran into one of the dumbest and least into his jobs customs officials ever. <laughs> Because he had a handful of drawings of you guys right. and was looking you in the face. <laughs> I was like, are you saying any of these people? <laughs> but uh, we were all kind of in disguise. Uh, yeah. You were in disguise. I was in disguise. I still Which, am. You're a monster man with gills. <laughs> he yep. definitely saw you. And you're a little baby boy <laughs> that is wearing a raccoon skin. Yeah. So something that's happening right now is there are more members of the Crystal Bay Customs house that are currently on the lookout for you. <gasps> So you see people in their outfits. They got the tri-corner hats, the long coats. Think any villain from the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's not a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're looking around. They're asking people. They're they're harassing a lot of festival goers. Ah, fuck. There's a bunch of Commander Norringtons out here. Exactly. Commodore Norrington is in full supply. Because uh, basically, you all indirectly cost a lot of people a lot of money. And also, you escaped from from the custody of Jack Boot, who's like pissed. So, what do you do? How do you get through this crowd without getting spotted? Uh, well, I am in disguise. What should, should we? I, Tacoma Dome <laughs> it's just, it's is seven <laughs> feet tall. Launch disguise. He is five feet wide, and at the very least, if he is in disguise, he is painted bone white. He is the most <laughs> conspicuous person in town. <laughs> So that's not only that's not going to get you through. They're at least going to approach you because they're like, let's go look. Let's go ask that human landmark if they saw anything. <laughs> well, we won't know until we roll. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I feel like uh, I should also disguise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Billy just has disguise. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking the things after uh, like if it's not for uh, nefarious dealings, maybe you feel a little more comfortable to shapeshift. And kind of move through with a couple of disguised people. Oh, oh like change into a different person? Well, or, you don't have no. doppelgangers dance. No, no, no. To like a, a, bir- like a, a dog. beast of bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? The number, just the number of times that one of the cast has been a dog. Yeah. It's <laughs> so just so funny that uh, a beast of burden. Like a dog. Like a dog. <laughs> They're the most burdens. Burdum. Burdumson. Yeah. <laughs> this is my dog, Burdumson. <laughs> burden. Burdensome. <laughs> What's the word you're looking for? Burdensome? Burdum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, wait, no, hold oh, on. Sorry. I want people to tell me what they're doing. Um, I guess I'm trying to play up the belly dancer part of my physique. Okay. And I'm like, 
so I guess I'm trying to look really alluring. I'm like doing a bunch of like those hip moves that belly dancers do. Okay, so <laughs> Tuck's going to be doing a belly dancer move. Thing is potentially shape shifting. Uh, I was also thinking of maybe using <clears throat> um, um, eyes of the tiger uh-huh. and getting um, a bird's eye view of where everybody is from the thunderbird and then moving through the crowd with that knowledge yeah avoiding them all it's a little less it's i think it's more aligned with what's happening with ving yeah shape-shifting right now so i'm I'm gonna use mark of the animal when it's okay something for the listener if you don't listen to the level up stuff um on patreon uh ving has taken the move animal companion so now he has mechanical benefits from this bond with his thunderbird companion uh but that also means that he now doesn't have direct control over the storm bringing nature of the Thunderbird. So he's, his two trainings are travel and fight humanoids. Yeah. And what's Billy going to do? Um, I'm also going to, I'm going to use disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a cost. There's like lots of market carts mm-hmm. or whatever stands. Um, and I'm going to take some shit. Oh, I know it's a plant cart and I steal a bush <laughs> And I get in it. <laughs> so there's just a bush. <laughs> yeah. Like that scene in Peter Pan. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it the thing where the bush is moving and then when someone looks, it like yeah. plops down? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Tuck's going to give me a Defy Danger Charisma. Bing's going to give me Defy Danger Wisdom. And Billy's going to give me Defy Danger Dexterity. Yeah, okay. I also really like a bush eating potato wedges. <laughs> Keep, keeps grabbing. Grabbing things that walks by and just yeah. shoving it into the bush. Poutine. <laughs> yum, yum. There's so much gravy on this bush. I think, I, I think that bush just pickpocketed me. What's a poutine bush? Ten. Twelve. Whoa. Wow. Uh, eight. Okay. So two unmitigated successes from Tuck and Ving. Mm-hmm. Billy gets a seven to eight, which means that he doesn't completely succeed. And what does that mean, do we think? I don't know, he gets a bunch of gravy on the butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I think what it is, is um, you get through the crowd. Tuck, you're just you're just feeling the music, man. You're dancing through, really getting into the belly dancer's vibe. Mm-hmm. Fat and Lean's music is actually really good for belly dancing. And yeah, and Ving, you're looking through eyes that are... Uh, so high, high, high above you. And um, you can see that like Tuck is going to dance like too close to a customs official. So you're like, boop, you, you bop dance, him. Dance him over. Yeah, I like exactly. grab him and lead him, twirl him. And, Ooh. Yeah, oh, we're it, dancing together. We're dancing together, but I'm using my, my yeah, yeah the, the knowledge of where everybody is. Height. And it's, it's interesting because you're like, I, didn't, I had no idea where this Thunderbird was, but apparently it's above me. It's been following me or something. Ooh. Yeah. Because uh, it can fly anywhere, it, it perches in the sea of graves. So, like, why is it still out here? Why is it following me around? And at this point, you realize the crowd is so dense that Billy's bush disguise, on top of being unnecessary, uh, <laughs> has made it so it was you so small. He didn't have to yeah. <laughs> the, did the square I, is like packed, right? Yeah. So I'm actually, and I and I actually grabbed the pokiest tree. <laughs> I didn't know it. So people are moving away from you. Yeah, they're they're actually looking at me like. Ow. What the fuck is what, this? What hit me? It's a monkey puzzle tree. <laughs> what is this the thing? Colorado blue spruce. <laughs> yeah. And you're also like grabbing people's food as you walk by. 
Uh, so you've got like gravy and sauce all in the bush. <laughs> There's mustard all over it. Yeah. And you, and you get to the other side. You get to the other side of the crowd and Tuck and Ving are like, okay, here we are. Oh, and there's Billy because people are moving out of his way because he keeps stabbing them. And you're like, oh, great. Okay, let's go. And as you're walking away, you see Billy's leaving footprints of sauce like on the cobblestones. Sauce prints. fucking sauce did he grab? Dude, like he- too much. <laughs> like probably too much, right? So you're walking through the crowd and you come out and you're leaving these footprints like yellow, brown, red, orange. <laughs> How are they alternating sauces? <laughs> Is he on all fours? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but you see a customs official as you're walking away, see the footprints and start following he them. He ducks down. He puts his finger in it. Mm, and goes to each one <laughs> tasting yeah. the sauce. Yum, Is yum. it Jack Boot? No, it's not Jack Boot. Because okay. uh, he would be like on your ass like a dog. Okay. Uh, so this person looks like the skinny one from the fat and skinny guards from Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> so he's got a ponytail. Mm-hmm. He's really lean. He's got a hook nose. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what's what's this thing? And he starts following the trail. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I could try and seduce him. Uh-huh. With my belly dancer costume. Oh. Yep. Yeah. You defy danger charisma. Good luck, buddy. So yeah, I dance over to him because I noticed that he's like tasting these different sauces that uh-huh. Billy's leaving behind. Uh, and I like go over to him and I get in front of him and I start like shaking the fake boobs that Perel gave me mm-hmm. in his face and like doing a bunch of belly dancer oh, moves. The liquid cantaloupes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and just going, of all the people here, you're the one that I'm most sexually attracted to. Roll. I've got a sauce you might like to taste. <laughs> and I'm tapping into the character from last time where I was like, also, oh, I have face blindness. Right, yeah. 11. All right. Uh, so he, he, he's tasting sauces and he hears you say, oh, I'm so attracted to you. And he, he sees your boots. And he slowly <laughs> walks his eyes all seven feet up. <laughs> How tall is he? Like five five. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, hello, miss." <laughs> I like how he's not even sure. <laughs> miss. Yeah. What can I do for you this evening? I'm on a little bit of customs business. Oh, I like a man who knows his business. Oh, I knows me business as well, love. Well, maybe you can help me, Mr. Custom Man. Please, please call me Web Webum. <laughs> Weblum. <laughs> oh, such a strong name. It's my father's name. He died a rickets, but <laughs> It's still a good name. We're not even sure how you die of rickets. It's more like a joint thing, but he did. He did. My father, he. I ain't got no rickets. Just want to clear that up. (laughs) Nice and straight I am. Straight up and down like a board. Oh, yeah. I can see how straight you are. You're almost like a a piece of paper. That's what they say. (laughs) I don't like it, but they say it. I was just following this here trail of sources. Oh yeah, there's a there's a little sauce monkey running around here, stealing coins. A sauce monkey, you say? I saw him go that way, and then I point in the opposite <laughs> direction that Billy is. Now I want to say that your unmitigated success was for seduction, 
not misdirection. <laughs> the sauce monkey stole my uh, prophylactics, and I would like to have sex with you. And, and he <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I could do quick. <laughs> sauce monkey, eh? Is that like a little man that you call a sauce monkey because he's covered in sauce? No, it's a little monkey that's been drinking ketchup and mustard. <laughs> I've never heard of a sauce monkey before, but if it if me tracking this little creature down means we get to the what's and who's a little bit quicker, <laughs> I'm off quick as a big bulb. Okay, bye. Uh, good- what? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's walking away as he hears you say, okay, bye. <laughs> but he's in the crowd and you have a chance to get away. Okay. Yeah. Let's get out of here. And there's Great. Weblum. He's been Great. dispersed. Uh, so, yeah, what's your plan now? Uh, are we at the library? I've thrown off my tree. Okay. Yeah. You're just wearing clothes? Yeah, yeah we're just hurrying down an alleyway to get to the library. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, Mirix gave you directions to the library. It is the... One with all the books. We know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mirix's direction fucking sucks. <laughs> Accurate, though. Yeah. We know what to look for. Yeah. <laughs> He he's he said that he was meeting Jaunter at a place called the Thorough Kilby Memorial Library. Okay, uh, which is in sort of a nicer area of town. So it is a library that used to be uh, an apartment complex, and then it was bought by the city because nobody lived there anymore, okay. and they turned it into a library memorializing some figure. Um, so it's three stories made of very fine quarried stone from the coast of Crystal Bay. So, okay, here's something I want to know. Are you guys just going in or are you... No, we're trying to find... Discern realities. Yeah. Well, you see... Okay, so you're a pro... Okay, yeah, discern realities. Yeah. Ooh. Five plus my wisdom? Yeah. Seven. Okay. So you get one question from the discern realities list. Uh, I will say, because it's very obvious, Mears is at the front entrance. You see him kind of like looking around, trying to be casual. What about Perel? Perel is nowhere to be seen. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> um, what here's not what it uh, seems to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, would have been nice to be a surprise. It's <gasps> a good question to ask. Uh, you see, Ving, because you've seen a few of them now. The light guard. Um, there are a few people milling, a, like standing in a clump by a uh, pomegranate cart. And they're just picking up pomegranates and then putting them down and then picking them up and putting them down. Uh, and they're wearing cloaks, like heavy cloaks, but they're very clearly, they're all, they've all got the, like, they're all McCollin, you can tell. And they're all like jacked, oh like God. they're shredded warriors. You can tell those are light guard warriors and they're here as well. And, and they're, they're acting ch- casual. Yeah. They're putting up, they're picking up and putting down pomegranates with like almost a mechanical rigidity where they're like, they're not even looking at those pomegranates. They're like undercover cops where their shirts are perfectly ironed and their jeans are perfectly ironed and they're walking around with clear body armor underneath their hoodies. Just looking for drugs. Just me looking for normal drugs. And you're like, how the fuck did you get your hat so clean and ironed? Your baseball hat. How have you not been thrown in a trunk at some point in your career? Uh, Yeah, so that's what you see is you see there are members of the light guard nearby great so we duck out of view for them yeah you guys are kind of out of view right now you guys came down like a pretty narrow straight on avenue that had shops and apartment apartments above those shops on either side and you're now in the shadow of one of those buildings directly in front of you across like a 40 foot wide street is the library inside this old apartment building 
and the street goes to the left and right and then turns around the library. On the right side is where the light guard are in front of the pomegranate cart, and to the left of the entrance of the library is where Mears is standing. Guys, look at that. Look at those guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> is Fadim there? No. Okay. He's not with them. Okay. What should we do? Get right, Mears to come over? Sorry. Um, yep, that's better than what I was going to say, what which was get down on all fours and, <laughs> and crawl. Pretend to be a dog? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Basically, this, this is a rel- get as low to the ground as possible. <laughs> this is a relatively more quiet, like market street. There's just people selling food and drinks, uh, so there's not as much crowd cover as there was. Maybe can we create like a fire sale on pomegranates for the people in the other marketplace? So like I'm rushing in. Oh, that would be funny if we like ran back and we were like. These guys are selling pomegranates for 20 cents. That's a great idea. Morpheus is fighting Neo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to try and create some sort of... Yeah, to like rush the cart. Uh Draw the crowd. Yeah. So who's doing it? Um, I could be a newsboy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, Yeah, this will be a defy danger charisma. Okay. Because you're trying to convince a bunch of people. Fuck, I hate these dice. Six. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Somebody can aid. Yeah, we can aid. Okay, who wants to come with me? Or help me. I'll come help you because I'll like go and like hold him up so <laughs> that he because he can't no one can see him. So we go back to the square together and I have him on my shoulder to do the announcement. And I'm also jiggling my fake boobs so people look at me. <laughs> You're holding him really high in the air. Ugh, Ten. All right. Yeah. Sweet. So what does Billy say? Hear ye, hear ye. Looky over this way. <laughs> uh, pomegranates on sale for 10 cents a piece. Uh, let me repeat, ten cents a pomegranate. And and people are like, oh, what? Did you say ten cents? Ten cents. And then, uh, just kidding. Now they're two for ten cents. <laughs> two for ten cents. Just follow me. Two for ten cents for a pomegranate. Holy shit! And a bunch of a bunch of people start milling over and hustling <laughs> down the street. As we're going down the street, I start pretending to run. I'm like, I'm gonna buy all of the pomegranates. <laughs> yeah. The more people that show up, the cheaper they get. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I, I like I try and create a sense of urgency by pushing a nerd I see running beside <laughs> me, being like, get out of the way, nerd. I'm gonna get there first. Yeah. And you you push this nerd down and he hits the dirt and he looks at you and he says, I'm never going to forget that you did this to me. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. It's a good thing I'm in disguise. Seven to nine. (laughs) I will never forget how you wronged me today. You and the little one. Both of you. I'm not disguised. I'll never forget how you have wronged me. And we just keep running. I go to, I turn to Billy. I'm like, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us in the ass. I yell back. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So, uh, what do we hear him yelling at us as we run away? Lionel Mackenzie King never forgets a face. (laughs) Face, face, face. Some some shingles fall off a nearby building. The sound of his rage reverberates across the rooftop as he gets trampled by the and, crowd, and he is killed. <laughs> oh, thank God! He's going to come back from the dead to kill us. Uh, wow, what a dumb seven to nine! That is. You've now made an enemy for life. Okay, so a bunch of people pile in and rush the pomegranate cart, and the light guard members are like overwhelmed by the number of people. Decent. Yeah. Ving is just like, they're freed out! The pomegranates are free! 
And out of my way. <laughs> and there's this pomegranate merchant going like, what is happening? <laughs> and it's a whole, it's a whole situation. Guards start showing up to be like, get off this guy. Uh, and there's just pandemonium. What do you do? We get to the door. We yeah. bolt. Yeah, we yeah. run. All right. So yeah, Mir sees you and his eyes are like, widening yeah. widening says, what'd you do what are you what are you doing here there's light guard in the fucking courtyard get in get in get in so we yeah we duck in yeah and it's uh it's like after hours based well it's not after hours because the sun is still setting and has been for a million years but um there's not very many people here nobody cares about the library during the coroneta there's maybe a few people in here making out but <laughs> they're in the <laughs> study like, rooms fucking <laughs> yeah it's just like university library at like 10.30 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So much fucking is happening. Yeah. There's a staff member at the front asleep because yeah. they haven't officially closed since the sun hasn't set. Because <laughs> they just finished fucking. <laughs> Sam's exhausted. So Mears is like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to meet Jondra here, but you just stay out of sight because if he knows you're here, it's going to be a lot more complicated. Okay. We don't know how many other menders there are here. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's pick our hidey zones. There's those uh, you can move the shelves of of uh, books back and forth. There's different levers. So Ving makes like a little cordon off kind of fort. Yeah, so oh. you can peer through them, separate the books, poke at one book there, one book there. So it's just like eye slots. I just oh, get yeah. into the bookshelf and move some books aside. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, lying <laughs> sideways down. Yeah. I sit at a table and I steal a nerd's glasses <laughs> and I put them on I'm- and I pick up a book and I'm like. I love words. <laughs> upside down. <laughs> yeah. The book is upside down. It's upside down. You put the glasses on top of your belly dancer costume? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Just layers. If one disguise is good, three disguises is the best. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a 1930s joke where he's reading the book. It's upside down with the glasses on. And he's like, oh, 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 kind of laughs at himself. Like, oh, shakes his head and then takes the glasses and turns them upside down. and puts them on. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> that's like a Laurel like a and Hardy Buster bit. Keaton. Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking that's funny. Okay. Very vaudeville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mir says that he was supposed to meet. He's supposed to meet Jaunter in the back near like the arts section in where the, where all the plays are. I kind of want want at least one of you to roll to see how effective your hiding place is. What about Bilia's disguise? You oh. can just use that again as books. Yeah. Can, I guess work? that's yeah. I would say that I would think that works. Like Billy's able to h- make a place look more Damn, hidden. You don't have to roll for disguise. That's the thing. I think with Billy's disguise, it applies to all of us. Yeah, because he's making like the place hidden. Oh, okay. Yeah. So cool. Billy's like, no, you got to put this here so he can't see. But you can still see through this. Yeah, yeah. He stag. He puts a bunch of books in front of me, mm-hmm. where I'm yeah. pretending to read. So uh-huh. that <laughs> I open four of them to make it look like you're doing a lot of reading. I'm studying. Yeah. The trick to hiding in a bag of potatoes is you have to look like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts a scrunchie in Ving's hair, so he looks like a librarian. Oh yes. <laughs> And I tie a little scarf around. I tie my blanket around his neck to make it look like a fancy French scarf. (laughs) Off to the side? Yeah. Billy's just doing us up right now. Yeah, totally. And Mears is like, places, everyone. I love books. (laughs) You're hiding. You've made a fort out of books. I'm saying that to the book so the book doesn't suspect me. (laughs) You're you're saying out loud a disguise inside your hidden fort of books. Uh, so it's at this point you're sitting there and you you're settling into your hiding place uh, that the you realize just how quiet the library is, with the exception of the occasional breathy moan from the other side of the building. <laughs> you're just like, ugh, gross. Um, and you hear like footsteps going into the 
at the part of the library where Mears is, and you're, I'm glad you could make it. Mears is like, oh yeah, this is, I. It's always nice to make contact with another, uh, another mender. Thank you for meeting with me, especially on, on such uh, short notice. I really appreciate it. Jonter says, no problem. Uh, you came armed. Mears is like, always. I don't think that's necessary. As you get to know me, I think you'll know that that you don't you don't have anything to fear from me. So what did you want to meet about? And Mears says, I've just been hearing some rumors about uh, how things are going in the principalities. I used to be on Maggie Cole's crew. And Jaunter pauses for like a while, goes, oh. Yes, I've been hearing some things about her as well, some information that she's been spreading about how bad things are. Uh, and the work that actually needs to be done. And he says, yeah. I've been hearing the same things. What what have you been hearing? And Jaunter says, oh, you know, ancient armies returning from battlefields, long fought and long ended. Uh, some flooding in the riverways, dragons rampaging through the capital, all that sort of stuff. Mears is like, mm-hmm. Okay, Interesting. Uh, well, I, I'm new to the Mender Society, but I, I'd be happy to, uh, to lend a hand if you think you could use any additional hands, uh, on the road. I'd be happy to, to lend any expertise that I might have gained in my short time with the Society. Jonathan goes, that would be, I think, a boon to me. If, if we're to set things right in the principalities, I'm going to need all the help that I can get. And he, you, you can, uh, Billy, from your perch in the bookshelf, you see Jaunter starting to like step a little bit closer to Mears to sort of close the gap between them. Mm-hmm. And he says, you wouldn't happen to know anything about three individuals that came to, to town uh, within the last few days. A, a large, axe-wielding, bearded warrior... When Jonter says that, like, Tuck just hides his axe, like, under the table and then pushes over a stack of books on top of it. Uh, he says, uh, a wild man of some sort of elfin ancestry. He El- goes, shh. As <laughs> <laughs> a librarian. <laughs> and Jonter lowers his voice and says, a, uh, a small halfling child wearing a raccoon skin. Billy lets out a silent fart. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that as he's saying this, Billy is like nine inches from Jaunter's face. (laughs) And it's deadly. (laughs) He pulls out, he pulls out a, like a squeeze bottle of mustard that he grabbed earlier. (laughs) And he's just like, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, they've been traveling in the company of, uh, of another man, sort of middle-aged, human-ish, kind of got a pallid skin tone, glasses. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? And Mears goes, no. No. I haven't, I haven't heard. I haven't seen any of these kinds of people. I haven't, and the, not any people I've seen. No, I haven't <laughs> seen them. I can't think of, no. See, no, I, See, no, not for me. None of this. We're all listening to this lie be executed. We're all just like, oh, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. And um, you hear Jaunter pause 
And Billy, you see him smile a little bit and laugh just a little bit. He says, Mears, why would you think that it's a good idea to lie to me? I know. I know it all. And it was pretty dumb of you to come alone. Oh, I shoot first. So when Jaunter says that, Billy stops mid-squeeze of the mustard. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about the mustard for a second. A little bit pools out on the corner yeah, of his mouth. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to shoot first, which means I've, I'm never caught by surprise. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose to use backstab. Okay, what does um, backstab do? So when I attack a surprised or defenseless enemy with a melee weapon, I can choose to deal damage or roll dexterity. And on 10 plus, I choose two of this list here. Okay, roll for it. Eee- Math. Um, nine. Nice. So you get to choose one from the backstab list. Um, Why don't you nail uh, Dagger's foot into the ground? So oh, good idea. Yeah, yeah. can't go anywhere. So that, can, that one. So that could be the advantage, too, is you're giving somebody a plus one because you're immobilizing yeah, him. Yeah, I'm immobilizing him by pinning the knife through his oh, foot like into the ground. Nervous. So what does this look like? Jaunter moves close to Mirrors, who's getting nervous and you can see him moving his hand towards his sword uh and jonder says it's pretty stupid of you to come alone yeah um and at and like one second after that he feels the the worst pain ever (laughs) through his foot um and it's just because i leapt out like a silent uh ninja (laughs) and landed all my weight and i dove first like i'm diving into a pool but with the dagger all my weight into it And it stabs right through the top of his like ratty, poor actor boot into the wooden floor underneath. And he just screams. Yeah, he's like, the raccoon stabbed me in the foot! (laughs) And Mears Mears backs up out of the stack, like into the corridor between the tight rows of books and draws his sword Mm -hmm. and just tries to get ready for what's going on. Oh, I like that he backs up because the shelves are movable. He backs up and then kicks one of the shelves and like and then oh yeah <laughs> yeah so cool so he ba- yeah he backs up into the corridor draws a sword and just waits to see what happens what happens uh when he yells the little ones here mirrors backs up and goes ah and looks to his side and uh two light guard warriors come out from behind a different bookshelf and they start advancing on mirrors yeah what do you do do i have a clear line of sight to mirrors no he's in a weird position where he's kind of diagonal from where your little shelf enclosed fort is uh-huh. so you can't see him through this corner can i see the two light guard warriors that are no moving? They're, they're both on that side you can see jaunter uh-huh. from the through the gap that billy created when he pushed through the books so yeah i get up and i throw the table in front of me out of the way and i take the axe and i cut through the shelf that's next to jaunter whoa cool. and i'm like hey jaunter <laughs> okay uh, give me a defy danger strength 11 <laughs> okay yes you just Whoa. shatter this bookshelf uh-huh or wait are you wanting to do like a cool samurai cut where you just cut through it and then that's move? not tuck style <laughs> no <laughs> he just two-handed like he's chopping a tree down smashes through the bookshelf okay yeah so you obliterate the bookshelf next to him and jaunter's still there howling with this knife in his foot when he sees you he's he just yells they're all here and you see two more warriors come out from the other side behind jaunter mm-hmm. and stroll up behind them is Fathom. <gasps> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, uh, and, and he says in such a douchey way, and he's like, I was worried I wasn't going to get to scrap today. <laughs> what 
the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> he got worse since we were kids. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> Shit gets worse over time. And you can smell that acrid smell that um, Ving and Billy smelled when you met him in the in the courtyard at the Dassault Creek Theater Society tents. This like weird pungent like chemical smell. Fucking yeah. gross aftershave. Oh, yeah. Fucking take a shower. I think he pisses lighter fluid. <laughs> he's got he's made of gasoline. Uh, and he takes that big long hammer looking weapon that he has off his back, the one with the ball with the holes in it and the long pole, and he's just standing at the edge of the bookshelf, just waving to Tuck. Come on out, beautiful. <laughs> Does he know who I am at this point? Not yet. Okay. You're still technically wearing a disguise and he's dumb as a fucking brick. <laughs> so there's two light guards in front of him and then it's Fatim. Yeah. And, and then there's two with mirrors. Yeah. yeah. So Fatim waves over at Tuck, who he sees as the biggest, most weapon wielding person in the room, says, come on out, beautiful. And then Ving steps out and is like, you talking to me, I assume, and like whips his the French scarf off and like takes a scrunchie out of his hair. And does like a real Vidal Sassoon move <laughs> yeah. before he moves into um, elementary uh, mastery and uh, calls on the wind to push all the books. It makes like a vortex all right. to bury one of the... I guess I can only aim at one group. Yeah, you've got the two warriors in front of Fatim, which, okay. yeah, you would definitely just nail them full on if you did it right. Yeah, I'm going to try and bury them in books. All right. I hope you like a heavy reading. <laughs> <laughs> So, what is it? 2d6 plus wisdom? Yes, it is. Okay. Nice. 10. Oh, yes! Man. So, Woo! what happens on a 10 plus with Elemental Master? I get to choose two of these. The effect I desire to come to pass, avoid paying nature's price, and I retain control. I will uh, not avoid paying nature's price. Okay. Classic. Uh, wind is like, you again? Well, before you break our deal, I'm going to get what I want. The book's start flying off the shelves from behind Ving, and he gets nailed in the head by a few heavy volumes as they tear past. So roll a d6. Four. Ooh. Whoa. So you take four damage. Oh my god. Plus my armor, so three. Yeah. And then the books fly forward and pick up more and more as the wind sails down the corridor, and a huge pile of books just plow into the two light guard warriors in front of Fatim, knocking them to the ground. And I, I really was inspired by Ving's fucking sweet fight pun. Uh-huh. So I, I wanted to do one too and I'm like, eat books, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that one I am actually proud of. <laughs> First time in the series. Yeah. <laughs> that one? Uh, and Fathom gets hit by a few books but he seems unperturbed. Uh-huh. Says, books never made an impact in my life before. <laughs> Not gonna happen now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We've got these two fucking stupid storm fronts approaching each other, Slowly. and it's gonna create a hurricane of idiots. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and what's happening what's happening with Mears? Mears is uh trying to fight two people. Wow. And he's barely fighting one of them. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. But it's it he you see Mears for a second and you're like, oh fuck, he's kind of good at this. He's holding one off with the sword and he sees the eyes of the one he's fighting look behind him as the guy behind him brings his sword blade down and he just lifts his hand and you just hear clang as he grabs the blade with his metal fingers cool and he throws the sword off uh and he turns and now he's fighting both of them at once Mm -hmm. and he screams where the fuck is perel Uh, so for a second we cut to where Perel has been this whole time and he's in a hat store and there's a guy behind the counter with this uh, wide brimmed hat and he's like 
okay, do you want the hat in a box or in a bag? And Perel's like, I don't care. (laughs) 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 So what does Billy do? Uh, Billy is going to go after the two uh, guards or whatever beside mirrors. Yeah, totally. Sounds good. Sweet. So you have another opportunity for backstab again, since they're trying to, they're walking and trying to get mirrors. Of course. I will do this. Okay. Okay. So I have my regular dagger, and my throwing dagger, and I have them in both hands. And I'm going to move along with the wind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big twirls. Hacha. Do I roll? Uh, you can, or you can just deal your damage straight up. Okay. I'll deal my damage straight up. Okay. So just roll your damage. I'm going to cut your shins, bitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven. Oh. Seven damage. Oh, my oh, God. God. Yes. Billy. Achilles heel. So Billy kills one of these guys. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So how does Billy kill one of these one these dudes? Well, I slash one of the uh, Achilles heels, tendons or whatever of one of the guards oh. and I go for the other, but he tr- is trying to get out of the way of a book. So he like gets down on a knee and I hit him in that big artery in the thigh oh. and it's just like blood. And he falls on the ground and grabs his leg and he's like, oh, and he starts yelling in McCollin. And Tuck, you just hear him go, there's some kind of friggin' monster in here. (laughs) 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 This little raccoon. Yeah, because the one and the one that was uh, that you didn't kill was the one that was closer to Mears. And it he turns around and sees you and is like, oh, yeah. And he he's yelling. He's yelling the Arabic word for I get the McCollin word uh-huh. for like uh, like a little trickster demon who kills people, and he's like Ifrit, Ifrit, Ifrit. That's sweet. dope. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah, and he's still trying to fight Mears, and Mears has got a little bit of an advantage because he's distracted by the fact that some monster just killed his friend, uh-huh. like a monster from the outer dark. Yeah, is where totally. the Ifrit come from. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, hey, uh, give me a quick Outlander description. What stories did Tuck hear about Ifrit in McCall? Uh, so in McCall, there's like all these like uh, kids stories that all the kids that live on the street pass between each other. Mm-hmm. Just about like monsters that prowl the streets of McCall, like hunting kids specifically. So there's the Ifrit, which are sort of like mindless gremlins that come out of the waters and they'll like kind of drag you to hell, which is to the outer dark, according to the McCollin people. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Has Tuck ever seen an Ifrit? Yeah, everyone has. Like oh. it's there's like there are like nursery rhymes and rules about like if you see Ifrit, what can you do? Like you look for streets that are made of wood, not stone, try and get closer to the lighthouse. Also, uh Try and find saffron that has come into the city through the tallow road. Those are the three. Cool. So some kids just carry around little pouches of saffron with them. Like, yeah, that's like the first thing you do when you're an orphan is you save up enough begging money to buy a pouch of saffron. Because it's a talisman against Ifrit? Yeah. Wow. Does Tuck have any saffron on him? He always has it on him. So he still has saffron from yeah. when he was a street kid? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what is Tuck doing now in this fight? 
you hear somebody screaming Ifrit, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's McCall. These guys are from McCall. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice to hear the old screams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being a kid again. We're two streets over. You hear someone scream Ifrit, Ifrit, and you're like, that kid's going to die. <laughs> That's a dead kid. <laughs> clutch your saffron. Yeah, you your clutch neck. your saffron, and you run to the fucking lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder if his, I wonder if his cans will still be there in the morning. <laughs> Uh, so what does Tuck do? Uh, so Tuck turns to Fatim mm-hmm. and he pulls the veil off and he's like, remember me? And Fatim says, should I? And then he's like, oh, right. And then he takes the glasses off and he's like, remember me now? Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, oh, Tacoma, same as ever, just a chunky little monkey. What are you, seven feet now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you wish you were a strong seven one like your bad boy Fatim over here. <laughs> Look like you're in a bulk phase. No, I've been cutting. Yeah? Meals out of your diet? Slowly? <laughs> too slowly <laughs> to lose weight? <laughs> I eat one meal a day? Maybe. And it's all protein. This is a conversation I've heard at several gyms yeah. that I've yeah, been totally. a member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the worst of all of the bros that I've ever known. Uh, Tuck is like, uh, he's talking to him and he's like, well, I might be a chunky little monkey, but this monkey's hungry for bananas. <laughs> and he bites his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he and actually. Adam's eyes narrow, like, furrow, like. What? And Tuck uses that confusion moment to like kick up a heavy dictionary <laughs> of uh, f- like fun comebacks and then baseball bat it into uh, Fathom's dick. <laughs> so what, cool. you, what could you possibly be rolling to do this? Defy danger dexterity, I guess? Yeah, you got to be fast for this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have zero dexterity. Well, not, it's going to show. Ten. 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 Well, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> okay. He, uh, you say this chunky little monkey is hungry for bananas. Fatim goes, that doesn't even make any sense, you little bit, and gets wailed right in the dick <laughs> by a dictionary. And uh, Fatim rolls over and goes, my dick. I want to do a hack and slash. Okay, so two d six plus strength. Oh, Holy shit! God. But fuck, thirteen. Good oh. God. Okay, yeah. so yeah, roll your damage. Seven. Ugh. Oh, nice. So what do you do? So he he goes down, and then the first thing I do is I jump over the two light guard warriors that are buried in books. Mm-hmm. So I like jump, and as I'm coming down, I bring my axe down on top of him, like blade side down. Yeah. And I, I'm like, Larry! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're coming down, and he rolls backwards like he tries to do a back roll from a sitting position and does this really clumsy backwards somersault as you're coming down but you slice this slice this huge gash down his back sick and blood starts pouring pretty quick you uh-huh. cut him fairly deep and he gets up to his feet and he's like oh my back and my dick <laughs> oh, oh. oh tacoma i've been waiting for this for a long time. every once in a while i remember you you chunky little monkey I'm putting this monkey to monkey jail now. <laughs> this guy's obsessed with monkeys. Uh, and he hefts his hammer and he grabs the bottom and he twists it 
and you hear it click a couple times <gasps> and you smell a really pungent uh, cloud of that acrid chemical smell and flames start curling from inside the head of his hammer. What the fuck? The, the head of his hammer is wreathed in fire. And Tuck is like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, pretty sick. And we cut to Ving. <laughs> I kind of wanted to use the my newfound mastery of the crystals. Oh, yeah. And turn my spear into a crystal spear. <gasps> oh, sick! Mm-hmm. What he does is slams a spear down on the ground and it just like whoom, makes this crazy sound, but it, cha- it looks like the spear. And then he leans back with the spear like a javelin throw and hucks it as far as he could. But the spear remains in his hand, but out of the spear comes a crystal spear. Whoa! And flies through the air <gasps> and slams into the guy at Fathom's feet right uh, as he's getting up. Fucking cool. So sick. Is this a, a shapeshift? Would it be shapeshift or volley? I was thinking it could be an interesting way that you can volley now. Like yeah. you can basically just oh, cool. create ammunition. Because yeah. like the, spe- the crystal stuff is just part of him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there we go. You guys got so cool. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty cool. Four. Fuck. Five. Oh, five. oh fuck. <clears throat> Damn it. Okay. Uh, Shit. Uh, okay. Remember so- how cool we were for a second, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. This is what happens uh. when we try and be cool. <laughs> so I think what happens is uh, in the style of uh, Jackie Chan movies, doors burst open and more light guard warriors start rushing in oh. shit uh, and also you hear door slam in front of you you see people run in door slam behind you more and more people run in and as you turn you see that jaunter is gone fuck, Damn fuck. It. and uh i will say that billy you see jaunter start fucking hauling ass through the library oh, he's trying to get away shit i am going to throw a dagger at him to stop him. <laughs> okay yeah yep. Yep. billy's just like fuck <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh shit Whoa. Whoa, monster. Shit. 12. Oh, are you, have you rolled your damage? Eight. Oh, Holy shit. Okay. Uh, I think as he's running, you see it stab right into the meat of his back, very close to his spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, sort shit. of like kidney range. <gasps> uh, and he just keels to the side, slams into a table, and like just tumbles to the ground. Oh, <sighs> shit. This is a pretty bad. <laughs> Billy's feeling, he's gonna, he's kind of worried. Yeah, but he's like, I gotta take care of these guards first. Yeah, yeah, totally. We cut to Tuck. What was the last thing that happened with? Uh, slices his back open. Yeah, I slices his back open, and then and he, he turned that yeah, thing on. He lit his hammer on fire. Is it like magic fire? No, it's mechanical. Like okay. you heard, you heard a click like a lighter, uh-huh. and the smell. I'll just tell you, the smell is an accelerant. That's stored in the handle. Pretty cool. Yeah, and it comes out of the head like a lighter, and uh-huh. then he has a um, like a flint and a flint and steel thing that he twists that lights it on fire. Okay, I want to smash his weapon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess defy danger, strength. Not bad. Uh, ten. Yeah. Oh my god! What happens is. You know, you trade blows for a little bit. He's yeah. swinging this hammer. You're dodging out of the way. Blocking it with the axe. Yeah, the flames get really close to your face. Yeah. Uh, and then I knee him in the stomach to get away. Yeah. Yeah. And he... Uh, it's a pretty sick fight. Moves. It is. It's yeah. a great fight. And it's that thing where every once in a while, one of you will swing a punch and hit the other in the torso. Yeah. But it's this like 
just the boom and the muscles ripple a little yeah. bit. There's a point in the fight where we're just feeding each other punches and each into each other's guts. <laughs> and he's just like, give up. And I'm like, no, you give up. No, dick. you you give up. No, you give up. Chunky monkey. <laughs> I am not that fat anymore. <laughs> he can't shoot insults back. He just has to defend himself. You push him back when he's, you say, I'm not that fat anymore. And you bring your axe over your head and swing it down. And he holds his hammer up to block it. So it comes down like blade side down and yeah. it shears right through. Yeah, totally. Oh, and the accelerant wow. just like pours on. Yeah, him. that's what I was going to say <gasps> is it starts coming. It pours out of the handle on both sides mm-hmm. and the flames gutter out in the head of it. But he's now like covered in this oil. Sick. And he smells really bad. <laughs> can, can Ving smell it? From where everybody he is? can smell it. Like oh, Billy can yeah. smell it on the other side of the stacks. Ugh. I think it's time to bring in the Thunderbird. Oh, sick! What does this look like? Uh, There's a big rose window above, and like uh, stained glass, stained glass rose circle window. (laughs) Wow! Wow! And uh, he uh, he sees the commotion. He sees Fathom's axe gets broken in half, and like his hand reels back, and the hammer grazes by Tuck's face, and it it gets out under his beard and it kind of like this little you know when you light a steel wool on fire yeah this little like crawling creeping fire goes up up tuck's face and he's like ah kind of like screams and you see billy on the other side like rolling and dodging out of the way of swords but it's like he's getting tired so yeah your friends are in a bad way yeah ving brings his hands together onto over his chest the amethyst over his chest and his hair starts furling and the static charge building up in his hair and then all of a sudden he sees the rose window like he's looking up at the rose window ving is staring up at it with uh, lightning in his hair and then he sees it it looks like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger the rose window is growing and growing and growing but actually he's looking through the thunder thunderbird's eyes as it's getting closer to the window and then smash as it overtakes ving the sight of the rose window, the Thunderbird comes smashing through the window. Very intimidating. Huge Thunderbird. Clap wings parks above the, the men. Yeah. I was imagining like it, it comes through the window and its wings unfurl as it slows Whoa. down. Yeah. And it slowly flaps and its huge talons alight on like a bookshelf in front of you. Right above Ving. And yeah. It, yeah right on top. <laughs> like uh, framing him. Ving, yeah. 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 And it does that thing, you know, when a seagull lands and it shakes as it like settles its wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does that. It like settles above in this intimidating predatory and manner there his his hands are out like this ving's hands are out at the sides when the, the 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 thunderbird's wings are out and as the thunderbird settles his wings ving's hands come back into his side uh-huh. wow Fuck, yes well, okay what does it look like it almost in the way that a killer whale is colored like there is oh. different feathers are in a different loopy kind of uh, white there's some white in it and some gray and there's iridescent, and uh, its down is is the color of when you're looking up at the sky, um, like that grayish blue, yeah, of like, kind of iridescent, like a clear sky or a cloud kind of thing, yeah, mm. like a slight cloud, a darker mm-hmm. cloud, glowing, yeah, yeah, and that's how it manifests its camouflage, yeah, uh, benefit. So totally. like when it's flying, it can't be seen by anybody. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I just so I have an idea. What are we saying, like size wise? Six. Six feet tall? Person-sized. Cool. Cool. What do you think? How do you feel? Less, small? Smaller. I like him a bit bigger. I'd say maybe 10. Big enough that like Ving can ride him. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not you guys yet. And Billy, not Tuck. Fuck. Tuck has to walk. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> Ten foot uh, bird above him. Fucking cool. Okay, okay, so immediately everybody that sees this is terrified. Stop. Yeah, the fight stops for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so back over to... I guess Billy. Yeah, Billy. Billy's just in the midst of it. He's hacking. He's slashing. He's living his life. Uh, and he sees past a couple light guard warriors that he's dodging out of the way of. Jaunter gets up. Whoa. He pulls himself to his feet. And he starts uh, hustling slower, but still pretty quickly to the exit. And you see for a second, you're like, is his back wet? And he's he's just moving away from you. <gasps> what the fuck? What? It looks like his back is wet and there's no blood. He reaches behind him. He pulls the knife out and he throws it on the ground. Zero blood. He's moving towards the door. What do you do? I follow him. Okay, uh, you're going to need to give me a defy danger dexterity to disengage from these fighters. Uh, eight. <laughs> okay, so roll a d6. One of them's going to get you. Four. Four, four. so four damage. Okay. How does Billy disengage? Billy parkours off a guy. Because <laughs> he was already mid-jump, and he's like... <laughs> oh, cool. Like yeah. He jumps up and kicks off of someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking cool. And as you're doing that, you are like flipping over someone backwards and you basically hit their sword. (laughs) (laughs) Like they miss you, but you still snag yourself on their blade and you take four damage. Yeah, it's my fat arm. Yeah, you get a cut all the way down your chubby little bicep. My muscles. (laughs) Uh, And though you are small and your legs are so tiny, you're surprisingly fast. Like they're going to it's going to take them a second to be able to catch up with you. If you want to get closer to Jaunter, you could give me another mm-hmm. Defy Danger Dexterity. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, wow. yeah, holy shit. 12. There it is. Baby. So, what do you do? You can catch him if you want. Well, you can get catch up to him. You're too small to like To actually grapple him. with him? Yeah. Um, is he carrying anything? No, he's unarmed. He's got nothing in his hands. He's basically just wearing his ratty, fancy guy clothes. And he's hauling ass to the exit. Yeah, I want to catch up with him. Yeah, you do. You you run up and he... What do you do? Do you... Maybe like a discern realities? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. 2d6 plus wisdom. Very bad. Six. Ooh. Aid? Yeah, I guess Ving is kind of close by with the Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if Ving sees the water and then tries his best to like slow the elemental of water Ooh, back? Ooh, that's pretty good. That's He's cool. like, water, water. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Holy tries, shit. tries to like really slow him down. That's yeah. cool. That is very yeah, cool. It's, it's like he's like pulling it a, like an invisible rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Plus, Fuck. plus oh. your bond with Billy. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mechanics. Rules. R- See, guys, rules are fun. Yeah. Rules rule. <laughs> Uh, so you get one question from the discern realities list. I, I guess like what here is not what it appe- appears to be. So Ving, you you see Billy chasing Jaunter, and you see the water on his back, and you're like, oh, maybe I can maybe I can stop him. And you call on the spirit of water to interact with this water that you see, and nothing. You don't pull on it at all. You can't even you can't even hear it. And Billy, you're hot on his ass. <laughs> As he goes out of this main square. And Billy's like, give me your ass. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get your ass. (laughs) So you're chasing him out of this like main 
you know how like libraries have that big main area with the tables for studying and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of area. And you run into like an undercover area that's closer to the door. And Ving isn't able to stop him. You're in this dark corridor by yourself. And Jaunter's running so fast. And as he's getting to this turn, he stumbles and slips and falls and slides, slamming right into the wall just across from you, just at the end of this L turn going left. And he's still totally still for a second and you catch up to him his body still his eyes are wide open and crystal clear water starts to pour out of his mouth and nose and forms this puddle on the ground and the puddle starts moving towards the door what the fuck it's dark Perel. yeah and that's where we're gonna end it for this Oh my my name God. is Sean O'Hara. I've been your game master. Joining me playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. It was Dark Perel the whole time. Playing Drowned Rebecca. <laughs> playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. This is amazing. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Is it actually Perel? Oh, God. Thanks oh my to God. Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. Thanks to Adam Coble and Sage Latora for the game Dungeon World. And thanks to you for listening. You can find more of us on social media at Speltlore most places, including our Patreon. Uh, which you can also find at speltlore.com slash money, please. And you can find the Speltlore fan club on Facebook. They're super cool, fun people. Go check it out. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey Chores, and for you, I.